Hey, what's going on, Clever people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And today we're going to be talking about what the Clippers need to do to beat the Rockets for a third time. Oh, yeah. Second time in three days. going to be pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And then it's Twitter Tuesday. We're going to be taking your questions on Twitter. Thanks to everybody who sent mm-hmm. those in ahead of time. And then in shavings, there is another possible buyout candidate that was linked to the Clippers, Brutal. now off the market. And we also just want to take a minute to uh, just be thankful that our stars aren't super involved in social media. So all that and more coming up in just a few. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so we are Locked On Clippers, coming at you five days a week, Monday through Friday. That's right. a fun time. Just a couple of best friends, Clipper Credential Media folks. So, Chuck, what do we need to do to beat these Rockets? So, is it just more of the same from Zoo? Do we just keep leaning on the big guy in this game? Well, so, it, it, it's interesting because I do think the front court like mismatch is one of our most sort of exploitable advantages yes. in this matchup. So, I hope that we can get similar. Obviously, six blocks. I mean, a, a, a career, you want another career high? Career high tying uh, <laughs> sounds a little bit difficult. But looking at that front court rotation of their starters of Jayshon Tate and Christian Wood, I just feel like that is a pretty good matchup for Zoo. Tate and, was fighting. There were some times when Tate was making it more difficult than I think we kind of thought he would to get an entry pass into Zoo. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if they'll alter that coverage at all. Because he actually did a pretty good job despite the size disadvantage. Definitely, definitely. And I hope Marcus Morris also in this kind of front court pairing can can do a little bit more yes. in that matchup. <laughs> and then looking at their front court uh, sort of rotation on the bench, you got Kenny Martin Jr. and Alperin Shingun. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Yes, Rockets Twitter uh, loves that guy. He is, I mean, he seems like a solid young player. Uh, but defensively, I, I feel like they shouldn't be providing a whole lot of stopping power for mm-hmm. uh, Hart and Batum. Yes. Hart offensively had a really pretty solid game. Um, there were some flaws defensively and a couple of turnovers, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I, I don't know. You have a note in here. How many times do you think Jalen Green is going to try to dunk on Zoo? Do you think he's going to get his revenge this time around? I don't think he's going to get his revenge. I think he's going to try. He's the kind of young player. Um, he's a very confident guy. Uh, as we all know, between mm-hmm. the feud between him and the entire city of Detroit, he's not he's not ready to back down. Um, I think it's like three times. I think we see one really hardy attempt at trying to. Oh, he's going to try three times. He's not going to yeah. succeed three times. No, he's going to try. He's getting posted three times <laughs> yeah. in this one after six blocks in the last one. But talking a little bit more about the front court, what would you like to see from Marcus Morris in this one? I want to see the first play of the game on offense for Marcus Morris. Okay. Yeah. I think rough shooting night. Uh, the other day, versus did shoot forty percent from three. He did shoot forty percent from three. I thought wasn't these the only shots he made or from three? No, no. Oh yeah, um, he made a couple free throws. He made five free throws, I think, which was nice. But just want him to get into rhythm a little bit more. I'm not sure if we'll get the same kind of thing from Reggie, um, which was an elite performance. We needed every single bit of it. Obviously, we only one by one. But I hope we kind of get to see him maybe a little more active on the boards. He's talked about when he gets rebounds, it kind of helps him get in the rhythm of the game, just because he has the ball in his hands. He's bringing it up. Makes sense. He's never been a big presence on the boards. Like he has a career average four and a half per game, which was kind of lower than I thought it would be. Um, but it would just help in this scenario if Zoo's clearing guys out down low. You know, it's not like Morris is a threat and tra- he's not like streaking up the court trying to get transition opportunities. Yeah, that's so fair. it's probably by design by the coaches. But let's just get Morris going early. I'm I'm never as worried about like Reggie if he starts slow to get it back. I do get a little worried kind of when Morris starts a little bit slow. 
Yeah. So another thing that can be worrisome with the Rockets is like offensively, they actually do have a pretty good shot profile. They take a lot of threes sure, and a yeah. lot of shots at the rim. Um, and, you know, they're not efficient uh, from three. So I, I don't know if they're going to shoot 41% again like they did in that last matchup with the Clips. But we definitely need to do a good job of shutting them down in the paint again. We outscored the Rockets in the paint 36 to 34 last outing. And I think okay. I, I talked and we about were it. shooting poorly from three, too. So, that's, yeah, that's like 35 percent, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I talked a little bit about it in the game recap yesterday, but like sort of funneling stuff into zoo seemed to be pretty effective for us. Yes. Hopefully he can kind of do more of the same. We know that he can move well, that he can cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, in, in along with these sort of like paint numbers, we also did a really good job rebounding uh, versus this Rockets team. We won boards 59 to 37. Oh, yeah. And I got to be honest with We're you. We're winning this game if we do that again. <laughs> I cannot I, I cannot recollect another board disparity that large in the Clippers' favor so far this season. That's so, a good call. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can we, we can just still stay in front of them. I don't know if it'll be that extreme. We also mm. limited the Rockets to nine second chance points while adding 16 of our own. So this Rockets team has not really been effective at rebounding this ball, the ball yeah. against us. So hopefully that can continue. But what do we think could go wrong in this one, Chuck? I mean, it it was an issue in the first. It's just turnovers, right? Like we lost turnovers to literally the worst ball security team in the league. Yeah. On um whatever day that was that we played them last. Everything's going so crazy. I just, yeah, let's just not, let's just take care of the ball. Like, and it's not like their defense was causing these turnovers, right? Like a lot of these, Hart had a couple bad ones. Um, it, 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 let's just tighten that up. If we tighten that up, this isn't a one-point game, and we can do the, not impossible, but very difficult thing of beating the same team three times in a row. Yeah, so you mentioned Hart needing to tighten things up, which I, I do think is fair, given that all of those felt like they were, Turnovers four points. They were bad. Uh, I don't they have them right. Turnovers. I don't. I don't have the clips right in front of me. But uh, you know, in in that last game, Zoo also did have four turnovers, and Reggie had five, which were really the only kind of demerits in another in like demerits. otherwise <laughs> yes. in, in otherwise great performances. Uh, so I I don't know. Is it reasonable to ask for similar outputs from both players with just better control of the ball? I don't think so. Zoo having that many. Tur- When's the last time Zoo had four turnovers? Yeah. Like, honestly, I mean, you know, Reggie's probably had five pretty recently. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you cut those in half, even if Reggie's at four. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah, definitely. And I I just think, like, given what we got out of our starters last time, like, if we have 18 turnovers again, and even one of those starters (laughs) kind of struggles to produce at the same level, uh, that one could could be trouble on this one. Another thing that could go wrong is sort of our bench. Strugg- I was going to say, let's talk about what happens if the starters don't have it going. <laughs> yeah, our, our bench struggling to produce. Uh, so really everyone but Hart kind of struggled offensively. Nobody really cracked 10 points other than Hart. Amir was closest. He finished with 9-3-3. Three, and three. Uh, but Kennard, hopefully he has a better go of it. He went 1-7. of seven. He's got to have the There's no way that is, he won't have a better go of it. The big question is, though, is can he get seven three-point attempts again? Oh, that's a good call. I think he will. Strictly because we knew that they were keying in on him in this last matchup. He still got seven off. Um, And I just think the bench is going to operate. Because a lot of what's difficult is if the bench isn't operating well as a whole, it's hard for Kennard to kind of get those clean looks and stuff like that. So I think the bench will be operating better offensively. 
and that should allow Kennard some easier looks, and he just won't be as cold. Like it, it, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then another thing that could go wrong is like if the Rockets shoot forty one percent or better again from three. Like we talked first about, first quarter was terrifying. Yeah, we t- we <laughs> talked about it before. I, I mean, this Rockets team is top five in attempts yes. uh, in the league, but their accuracy isn't there and a lot of this is kind of hampered by their shot selection sure but even saying that i'm gonna say real quick said i would not want to be the team that is playing against the rockets when some of those shots start falling down we saw in the first quarter they were 60 percent or something like that in the first quarter and it was just like what the hell is happening um yeah i couldn't agree more and kind of what goes into that it's just straight up hard to beat a team three times in a row Especially when we've just been mashed with these matchups against the Rockets. Yeah, definitely. Like, so I'm wondering, that really to me is the biggest thing, is just the law of averages on how hard it is to beat a team three times in a row. Yeah. No disrespect to the Rockets. They're just not a very good team right now. The Clippers do need to fight for these wins. I mean, we only won by one last time. So yeah. I'm just... As Drake said of playing the Rockets, them games is back to back to back now. <laughs> Yeah, they are. Do you think we get this one? Uh, you know what? I think we can do it. I think we can pull Hell out. Yeah. Uh, we can pull out the hat trick. Let's do it. Why the heck not? You know, we need the wins. Uh, coming up, we're gonna be answering some Twitter Tuesday questions. We had some tough Twitter Tuesday questions, actually. But first, we gotta give a shout out to BetOnline.net. There might be less football being played, which is categorically true. But BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season for some teams. From scored totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one option for all things betting in 2022. And thankfully, it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage are the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online where the game starts okay so we're talking twitter tuesday in case you didn't know every single monday we like to take your questions oh, yeah. on twitter that's at locked on clips want to thank everybody again who sent those questions in ahead of time and now you know where to go if you want to send in one of your own and not even just twitter we got a question from linkedin today love it it's the least annoying encounter i've ever had on linkedin so shout out to that guy we're going to start with Dominic Coles, who for the last two weeks has been the first person to ask a Twitter Tuesday question. Shout out Dominic, always up in the Clippers. Um, he says, when can we give T. Lou an extension? I think it's okay to give him the Gruden contract. I've accepted oh, man. it. So for those not aware, former Raiders coach John Gruden was given a 10-year, $100 million contract by the Raiders. Then the NFL found some not good emails and ousted them. And honestly, the NFL is so shady. They did it in such a shady way. Well, it seems like this was strictly this, to get John Gruden out of the Raiders. And, he, and what he did was wrong. I'm uh, not pretending that. Oh, what he did was absolutely wrong. But I also think that this was kind of a smokescreen for the NFL because you're telling me like of all the six hundred thousand emails, emails that were read, these were the worst ones. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not just. Saying. I'm not defending the guy. I'm yeah. just saying. Regardless. Um, that so like what is the nba version of that so ty Lu signed a five-year deal at around seven and a half million a year that's up after the 24-25 season so he gets like one new season uh in the new stadium before his contract is up i'm gonna be honest if ty Lu gets if slash when ty Lu gets the clippers a chip i don't think it's crazy to give him another five to seven year deal 
I don't know if you're going to see a 10-year deal in this modern day and age of the NBA. Yeah, I don't think so It was either. misguided to give John Gruden this. Emails aside, it's insane to give... That seems like kind of crazy, but I don't so know. Is I, that crazy? I think even the extension is going to depend on really like what's going on with Kawhi and Paul George and sort of what the future is of this team. Because I think yeah. that... Look, I, I think that Ty Lue is one of those guys who's going to seek out a challenge. And I don't yeah. know, and this is nothing against him, but like if this team, for whatever reason, at that point, like if they've entered some sort of rebuild or or, or who or the future is sure, sort of the cycle's weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that he would be the one who would want to commit to a longer term thing. That being oh, said, if he I was like willing, I, I'd say for sure. Yeah. I mean, for sure. And when he has a year left on the deal, offer him another five. Yeah, it's know. like, I, here's why I love it. Ty Lue is not a stuck-in-his-ways coach. No, not at all. There's never going to be a time where it's like this archaic basketball being played by Ty Lue's team is really hurting him. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Ballmer can pay him on a buyout. No one should be worried about that at all. Who yeah, cares? yeah, that's true. And players love Ty Lue. It's true, and I, I think that part of it, too, is going to depend on like the staff that he can keep around him because we do see people getting poached and, you know... I'm, not to take anything away from Ty Lue, but I'm sure like as you get older and the longer you stay in this game, if you're smart, the like the more you listen to and exactly. take to, like, you know, sort of take input from the staff around you. So I think that that Shocking, could be yes. <laughs> a, a contributing factor as well. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I, I'd be down for another five years. I don't think we see 10 in the NBA. I don't think yeah. we see 10. It's just not how it works anymore. Yeah, but um, another five years, no problem. Yeah. The Lava Jam, the pod. Shout out the Lava Jam. Shout out all, everyone over at 213 Hoops. Um, Go subscribe. They say, we all want to give Rocco more minutes, but if you had to siphon those minutes from either Hart or Mook, who are you choosing and why? Hart. I'm choosing Hart, no question. Hart, yeah. And, and like, look, Marcus Morris, I, I understand the argument here because defensively he hasn't really been, you know, what we know he can be. Sure, a little creepy. Uh, has been struggling to move a little bit. And when the offense, you know, combined with that isn't really going, I, I definitely get it. Oh, man. I guess this is it's so, kind of a tough choice. It, it, it is a little bit of a tougher choice than maybe we alluded to at the beginning of this question. But um, for me, I just still like given. Given the other personnel that we have, I, I still like the idea of going small a little bit. And now that you have. Yeah. You know, a trio of guys you can kind of use at small ball five, you know, between Batum, Morris and Rocco. Yeah, I, I think that that is probably still the way that I would lean. Sure. Um. But, I mean, I do understand if, if Morris isn't producing offensively and, and Hart is able to get that second unit's offense going, you know, there could be, there's clauses, there's yeah. stipulations. Sure, yeah. This is, this is a great question. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I still think it's Hart. It's a tough one, though. Um, For me, it's Hart, but it's also like a body of work thing, right? Like, Yeah, that's a great I, call. I know that, you know, Morris can be a little up and down, uh, but I think the body of work would show that he is both a player who has, you know, probably contributed more to winning. And don't give me like advanced stats of per 36 or blah, 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 per blah, blah, blah. 36, this, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah. And also, like, just looking at if you think about the longevity of the plan for this team, right? Like, one of these two players is playing arguably at all in the playoffs and definitely sure. playing more. That's a very good call. Um, so, we got a bunch of questions kind of about Hart. Uh, Clips, cards, fans. Ask, assuming we can keep three of the next four next year, who do you let go out of Coffee Heart, Nico, or Roka? Uh, this one hurts. This is a, this question hurts. 
Man, this one's tough, but I might have to go art again. Uh, I, I'm going to sound crazy right now after what we said on yesterday's pod. Is it weird to say Amir? Ooh. And this is not, this is not that I don't think Amir is a good player. You just think in terms of like need and fit or what's your reasoning here? You got to explain this to me. It's got to be need and fit. We don't. I don't know what other second center we're going to get who provides as much offensive lift. Yeah, that's what Hart does. Yeah, that's right. Coffee's been phenomenal. I'm not taking anything away from what he's done, but we are like wing stop, right? Like that's the meme, right? Like we have a bunch of wings. Um, but this question is impossible. Like this is depth. This is one of the hardest questions we've had. Like who do you pick, right? Like because then the argument, because like arguing against myself here is well, we need this wing depth because none of the, you know, Nico, Rocco, Morris. I'm not getting younger. So to so me, that Amir like, insurance is really useful. To me, this is a brutal question, Clips Cards fan. Yeah. So so to me, like unless Nico was to either get injured or opt out of his, he's a player option on the next year, right? I believe so. Um, There's no way that man is opting out. Or unless he was to opt out and like l- get a bigger contract than what we could really reasonably be in the ballpark of, Nico to me is completely off the table. Oh yeah, yeah, Com- absolutely, completely off the table. Uh, Robert Covington is getting dangerously close for me to that off the table in any sort of conversation. To be fair, he's not even on the table after no, this no, season. No, but I mean, but I mean, in in terms of like guys that we can like let walk. To me, like Robert Covington yeah. is pretty much in that tier of must sign. I just think that I mean, as you alluded to earlier, like as Nico gets older, uh, as Morris you know gets older, and and we see the ramp up for him need to be longer in the regular season and. You know, his defensive peak is is only going to come in the playoffs, and there's going to be a time, probably, uh, where even that is going to be, you know, it's going to wane. Sure. Um, I, I think that Robert Cummington is is pretty essential to both the types of players that this team looks for and sort of what we need in, mm-hmm. a, in a wing who can be kind of a hybrid big. Yeah. Um, That's so, a brutal question, man. Yeah, so then you come down to... To harder coffee and Hart might also leave for more money. If yeah. someone offers him a bunch of money, I hope he takes it. He's been betting on himself kind of his whole career. Yeah. So hard and coffee is is difficult to me. And and I'll say this: like, but also when everyone's healthy, things look a lot different. Things look a lot different, but I, I'm still gonna say healthy Powell Kawhi PG might make it so the front office isn't too worried about keeping coffee. I don't agree with it. That's fair. I just think, though, looking at the contracts, I mean, I guess it depends on what the interest around the league will be for Hart. Yeah. Um, but I would think of or these two. is the next Jokic. Of the, One yeah. guy, specifically. I, I would think of these two guys, you could probably get coffee on the more quality deal. He kind of You're 100% getting coffee on a way more quality deal. He is kind of like age-wise, like more in line. Well, I guess they're both in line with that second unit, so that's irrelevant. Sorry for that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I might have to go coffee, and you know what? You know what? It hurts. You know what I can't take out of the equation? It's the puns. The puns. Oh, we're losing. the puns. We're losing a whole lot. Um, And then we have so many questions, we're going to actually take the rest of them after this next ad read, but... Real quick, LA Clips Forum asked if Hart has played his way out of must-re-sign territory. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I, I I know that I've been kind of down he's, on Hart. This, in this is his segment. biggest role he's ever had, so I think he's getting used to it. I think it's one thing like when you're kind of the plucky guy who's going to challenge for the number two spot. 
he played great. But when it's like, hey, you're now you're officially there's no safety net here. You're yeah. the number two. I think that's an adjustment for him in terms of role and spotlight. Look, and he does do a lot of like offensive lifting of that second unit. He has come back from an injury. And like I talked about in Ter- like with Terrence in yesterday's episode, when you ask a guy to do a lot who's a younger guy, like a lot of a lot of wonky sometimes. Yeah, a lot of roles on this Clippers team are very pretty clearly defined. Yeah. Really. And uh so like Hearts is a little bit weirder. I mean, even Ty Lewis said he's some he's, he's sometimes like the backup, like the point backup guard. Yeah. to the backup point guard. So um yeah, I don't know that he's played his way out of it. I do think that, you know, maybe some of the rose-colored glasses have worn off and and thinking about sort of his efficacy in a playoff series definitely leaves me with a, some head scratches, I'll say. Yes, well, we also, to be fair, we have two completely dead roster spots that could be used to sign a third center next season, Yeah, um, which we'll have it. Coming up, we're going to answer more Twitter Tuesday questions, but first, Will, if I wanted parts for one of my many, many automobiles, where could I go? You got to check out Rock Auto. Look, we mentioned up top, but this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. You know, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Let me give you a quick example. Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store. What? Cool $216 from Rock Auto. I'll take it. That's some sweet savings. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, which is every component of a vehicle, if I'm not mistaken. As far as I know, yeah. Uh, So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, we're going to keep the Twitter Tuesday train rolling. Uh, Phil Clippers fan says, when we finally get Kawhi PG and Norm back, who do you think loses the most shot opportunities? Reggie, Kennard, Batum? Does Morris go back to just shooting corner threes? I don't think Morris is going back to, quote unquote, just shooting corner threes. I think it's, I mean, it's got to be, I think Canards might actually go up in like a weird way with some lineups. It's Reggie. Reggie's not going to be taking 14 threes a game. It's, or it's, like, it's, it's Reggie. And it should be it, Reggie. It, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It, it's Reggie, and it's not like most shot opportunities like in their normal tenure with the Clippers. It's just compared to this season. Of course. Yeah. He's not going to be putting up 21 shots so to, I guess to put I guess up 21 points. Morris and Reggie are the two people. They're the number one and number two option kind of right now. They're getting moved down to the fourth and fifth with the starting lineup. Like, yeah. And I think Kennard, I mean, like, I think that it's. What's the starting lineup even look like when those three are back? Oh, man. Uh, is So Reggie, Norm, PG, Kawhi, and then you probably go Zoo, Zoo? right? Then you probably. Ooh, that's a 
Ooh, I, I love that starting I, five. I think you probably still My keep a, a traditional big. Because, um, you know, Morris, like, I think that he's comfortable in either role, as he's shown with this team and sort of throughout his career. Um, and then, you know, you have some really interesting questions on the second unit, but, like, the good kinds where it's like, oh, I mean, who do we use here? Do we use Covington? Do we, you know, do we use Batum? Do we use Morris? Um, and, you know, maybe if we do have all three of Batum, Morris, and Covington, maybe that does raise question as to Batum. For Batum, if he, you know, like, I don't know if that factors into his his player option on the next season. I think if this team is between Batum and Morris, if Batum opts in, they're dealing Morris. Batum's been so consistent. Yeah, that's fair. And if Morris is off the bench at like sixteen, you know what I'm saying? But like, Morris against a bench during the regular them. season yes, is a very pretty point. nasty. There's a lot of tough, but fun decisions i guess for the yeah Clippers front i can't even think about it i can't even no. think about it right now well i'll tell you what i am thinking about that start lineup we just talked about um oh Stu quinn shout out Stu quinn hey Stu. hope he's having a good it was his birthday a couple months ago um <laughs> i don't know it could have been a week ago i he's, celebrate my entire birthday month so i go birthday year <laughs> <laughs> um, he said over underwatch looks like we're probably going to fall a little short of the 44 and a half win over under Current pace is 41.6. I hope we get that .6 of a win. I think given the amount of players who have, like, this should, I feel like this should be a push. <laughs> you think Vegas should have a little heart? <laughs> Noted sympathetic place. No, nor, no, nor, no PG. That's Doesn't fair. really seem fair. That's fair. He said, I think the Clips get to 42 or 43. Where do you guys think we end up? 13 and 6 and remaining to get the over sounds like a lot. I will agree that 13 and 6 in the remaining games. We have a 7. <laughs> I have not seen much evidence that the Clips could go 13 and 6. We have a remaining. 7 and 11 coming up. Yeah. And like a bunch of stuff. I think I think 43 is perfectly acceptable. Right at 500, right over. I mean, what are we looking at here, right? We have no idea if PG's coming back. He's probably not. Yeah. Norm just everyone's kind of decided to be like, well, he's I don't know if he's going to come back. Kawhi who knows? He's traveling with the team. That's true. Which is nice. Yeah. But I think four, I think 500 ball makes total. You think 41 wins? I'll give us 43. I think, I mean, if four, like, here's my thing is, uh, honestly, for me, like, whatever is good enough to keep eight. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, but if you were a betting person and you had to pick an over under, Whatever's good enough to For, keep it. <laughs> 42 and a half, you're taking the over. Mm, probably not. So you're, you think we're at 42? I think four, uh, like I think 42 to 43. Like I don't feel strong enough about 43 that I would take the under on 42 and a half. Sure, that's fair. I hope Stu Quinn I would take the over on 41.5. Sure. I hope Stu Quinn wins a bunch of money. I hope we do. I hope we go. Deserves it. I hope we go 19 and 0. The rest of the way out. No, that'd be a nightmare, actually, because we'd be gasping in the playoffs. All right, we got a question from Chris from LinkedIn. Hey, shout out Chris on LinkedIn. For the our best. favorite social media platform. <laughs> yeah, you can catch us posting a bunch of statuses up on LinkedIn. Uh, this is the best interaction I've ever had on LinkedIn. Uh, bar none, I would say. Hey, shout out Chris. Shout out Chris. I hope, he's doing, I hope he's, his networking's going well. He said, love the improvements from Canard this season. Defensive effort and IQ is way up. One thing I'd like to see from the Clips and Canard in particular is more off-ball movement. The Warriors set dozens upon dozens of off-ball screens for Curry to get home. 
Plus, the guy hustles constantly to hunt shot. Clip shooters seem to sit on the perimeter and wait for a kickout pass. Any stats or way to track this? Gonna be honest, Chris, there most likely is. We just didn't right now. There, I mean, there are. I, I just didn't. I, I didn't look them up. But I, the point remains the same. I, I think that we do a decent job of getting Kennard going in motion, and and some of that is due to like his uh, usage and transition. The, the difference between these two players, obviously, uh, is that, you know, like Steph can create even when he's off ball. Once he gets the ball, on he's those, the focal point on those yeah. sets. He's he's the full focal point and he can create in a lot of different ways so that where Luke has taken a step in that. It's like if he's not getting a shot off in that motion, sort of like what's the action after that? Exactly. So I think that that's the limiting factor on just running like off like a bunch of off ball screens and things for Luke. Right. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, the, it, it does, if, if the shot gets stifled, um, you know, your, your second opportunity look off that, I, I think is probably diminishing returns, but I agree you, it, it's something that you got to keep in motion. And I think that it's very apparent in games where he's not catching the ball in motion or coming off yeah. the curl or something, um, that it, you know, it's, it's not the best usage of him. And I think that's when we also see Luke Kennard the most gamed out is like when someone Very can just call. plan Bigger a big defender. Yeah. When someone yeah. can just plan a big defender on Luke and he's not being like super and, he, and he's like more stationary. Yeah. Um, it's, it's stationary Luke issue. bad. I mean, depends on who else is on the floor, right? I guess like, like, like this the team at full strength. Of the yeah. Like this team yeah. at full strength. It's kind of like, eh, I mean, if he's, if yeah, if, stand in the corner of Kawhi a, and PG are on the floor. Is, yeah. Even <laughs> if a defender is just planted on him, I feel like, yeah, that's a lot of positive impact on the floor. But that's I agree with you, like keeping him in motion, keeping those kind of sets going. And that's kind of why we talked about in the game preview of like, just hoping that we can see Luke at that seven three point attempts per game for this next game against the Rockets. And really in any game, because I think that that's, an, like a the best indicator indicator indicator. I think you just made up a new way to pronounce that uh, word. Indicator of uh, sort of how the ball is moving, and and not only how it's moving, but like or if it's moving well, if exactly. it's moving with intention. Yeah, and I think we're gonna see like we're gonna see some ATOs from Luke, or excuse me, from Tyloo to open up Canard. No, that makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Luke's gonna say, "Coach, hold up, I got one," I got and he's it. just gonna draw up the play for himself. Yeah, it's just a dick and balls all the way. <laughs> Uh, but it just like, we're not fully healthy. So I think that's part of it too. Like, and I think we will see, you know, the playbook open up a bit when everyone's healthy. I don't want to get all doc rivers, but we haven't been able to instill a bunch of the playbook because Kawhi's been out the whole year. He's been out substantial time. Norm is new and a very dynamic guy who needs the ball. So there's just, and Ty has said it, there's some familiarity issues. Definitely. I think once that next season, I think we're going to see a lot better. All right, and then just a couple of shavings notes. DJ Augustine off the buyout market. Yeah, unfortunate. Do you think we still need a backup point? Uh, T-Man's been playing great. T-Man's been playing great. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess it changes a little. I think that we're fine. Okay, I like that too. It's like one of those things, like, nice to have. I, I don't we're know also down necessary. three huge guys yeah. who handle the ball quite a bit. That's a good call. Um, and then finally... Let's just be thankful that our star players don't really go off on social media. Yes. Let's just be happy that for the most part, our well, one of our star players, his second most recent tweet was from 2015. It's about a hoverboard that he should maybe delete just because those things were deemed pretty dangerous. Uh, and then Paul George is kind of posting about like video game stuff and smoking cigars with uh, his wife and all that good stuff. Let's just be happy for that. The team across the hall has some issues right now. Uh, with like LeBron had that weird tweet about Bill Orem and like 
how he's a good guy, but he also wrote a bad article. And like, he literally was like asking team, like the other fans to like chill on Bill Orem. Like, yeah, not cool. Not cool. Thankfully, we got hoverboards and cigars is what our top two guys tweet about. Could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse. Uh, coming up on Wednesday. Excuse me. We're going to have a recap of Clippers versus Rockets. Let's hope we get that third dub against the Rockets. What you say Wednesday poll over on Lockdown Clips. You can vote on it every week. It's a fun time. Uh, and then whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, if someone wanted uh, to listen to our podcast, where could they then tell all of their coworkers that they found our podcast? Uh, so you can check our podcast out on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app on your mobile device. We're also on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Google Podcasts. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating or review over on the podcast app or at Spotify. We'd love to get those numbers up. We mentioned it to you up top, but we do come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's see if we can get this third win against the Rockets. Yeah, make us your first listen. Let's get that third win against the Rockets. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.